0: Welcome everybody to another edition of Linking the Travel Industry where we discuss travel industry news you want to talk about. Uh, Before we continue, just some housekeeping. The session is being recorded as it will be made available as a podcast afterwards, which you can find at business travel360.com. But we'll give you more information about that towards the end of the session. We absolutely welcome audience participation. So if you have a comment on any of the stories we discuss here today, Please simply raise your hand and get you on stage. With that out of the way, my name is Ryan, and I'm one of your hosts today. I am the CEO of Agentivity and TravelDataPlatform.com, where we help travel management companies and corporate travel buyers gain control over their booking data.
1: And hello everybody and welcome. My name is Anne and I'm a distribution consultant in the industry. Happy to help you out with anything related to distribution. I work together with the brands of LeapShift and ExploreTech.
2: And my name is Ash and I'm the host of a weekly business travel podcast called What's Up in Business Travel, where we give you all the important updates in under 15 minutes. Additionally, I'm the vice president of sales at Traxo and this is Linking the Travel Industry.
0: So, everybody, um, first of all, thank you to some familiar faces we see in the audience and some new faces as well. Mohit, thank you for your continued support. It's really nice to see you and to everybody else there. The format of this discussion revolves around the post I do on a Friday, which relates to relevant industry stories that I spotted. And then we talk about them here. I have to just, first of all, give a shout out to Qatar Airways. They've given me a great space to sit here on Dewa. I'm on a trip at the moment, and they were very generous to source me a power plug, source me a place to sit and make sure it's all working. So kudos to Qatar Airways. And um, related to that, we, we stand in solidarity with Turkey and Syria, and their people who have been affected beyond imagination. And we, um, you know, we, we saw some really good posts about that this week and companies donating and companies making things available to those markets. And it's very encouraging to see people stand together on that. So, um, just moving on to the stories. My first story last week was about a site I haven't heard of before. I don't know whether Anne you have, and I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, but Vipper.com. Um, they want to help simplify the booking of rail, bus, and flight tickets on a single platform. They've achieved a further fundraising of €2 million. Euros. And have you heard of them before?
1: I have. I've actually had them on a webinar together with Hélène uh, Millet. Uh, we've had Vipper together with, um, in, the, in the sort of context of aggregators, uh, we've had them join us. I haven't really heard much about, you know, where they, where they currently are with, with the platform. It's, it's quite a task, isn't it, to try to bring all that content together.
0: Oh, it's a mammoth. Absolutely. I mean, forgive my ignorance, but do you know much about whether they had previous fundraising on this or is this their first round?
1: I'm sure they must have had previous fundraising.
2: In similar news, by the way, there's obviously been a lot of push I've noticed, I don't know, I want to say like last three months or so, where we see a lot of this intermodal conversation going on, right? And so in uh, recent news as well, and this is striking because it mimics the same look and feel of the Lufthansa ETA Airways deal, by the way, where Lufthansa has actually decided to work closely with uh, Italy's state-owned rail company, which is uh, Trent Italia. And they're also working on a way to simplify the bookings of air and rail with all the partners of Lufthansa's group and, of course, with all the subsidiaries of Rail Operator in uh, Italy as well.
0: Okay, good. I don't know how you you pronounce it, but uh, we'll let you get away with that. That's fine. There was a post about um, airlines suggesting that they may be able to get away with flying with just one pilot, but it was very quickly shut down by the European Aviation Regulator who said, absolutely not, planes will continue to fly with two pilots and that will be it. So, end to that story. Don't know where I said on this, I, I suspect for a short, tall flight, although somebody's probably going to tell me it's not going to matter how far the plane flies if it's going to crash with just one pilot, it's going to crash,
2: right? Once you start moving into this direction, and I think that there's no end to this conversation, right? What stops people from then moving to the next level and saying, well, well, you know, what about having it be automated? What about a pilot that's on the ground and you are flying without a pilot at all? Today, we have aviation all the time. I mean, the military uses aviation where they actually don't have pilots, right? Um, The pilots are on the ground. So what stops us from moving in that direction? And I am not for this at all. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
1: No, no, same here. It's like I said, call me old-fashioned, but yeah, there are limits.
2: I understand that we have a pilot shortage, but this is not a way to fix it. No, no.
0: (laughs) There was an interesting story from United Airlines about what they called in brackets an electrical device. Um, it wasn't the cabin, it wasn't in the hold, that caught fire and eventually they had to send four people uh, to hospital. Um, I suspect this was a very heavy power bank or something else like that which uh, eventually caught fire, but it does make one aware of all the extra gadgets and power banks and other stuff that we now carry on to the plane, right, that does seem to be uh, a concern for some airlines. I see a lot of airlines are now also talking about if any of those things fall in the electric seats and you want to move it, you have to stop and ask them for your help because, of course, it's quite dangerous. What did you make of that story, Ash? Did you see it?
2: I did see it. And this reminded me of all the, the Samsung phones, I think they were, if yes. I remember correctly. That's They right. were off limit on planes for such a long time. And if you had a Samsung phone, you had to check it in or something weird like that. So this reminds me of that. But um, it was a Boeing 737 Mac, so ah, there you, you know. are. Okay.
0: <laughs> Is this your story behind the story, Ash?
2: What did you think, Anne?
1: <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to um, avoid the story. It, it was actually very vague, I must say, the story. It didn't really say how were they injured, and, and it, it sounded really scary, I must say, but it was quite vague.
0: Yeah, there wasn't too much being said there, but I think that's for a reason. No. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was interesting yeah. to note. My next post was about American Express, not the travel company, but the card company announcing it will partner with Microsoft to use artificial intelligence and, uh, in brackets, a decision engine to help with simplifying expense management. So bringing a bit of that uh, AI to helping travelers with expense management. There wasn't an awful amount of detail, as you could imagine, in there. It's just a a kickoff of that venture. But um, I'm sure there's plenty of space there for improvement. Right, Anne? I mean, it sounds like that's something they should definitely be doing
1: absolutely you say expense management to me and yes there is room for improvement i mean that must be one of the most hated areas I, you know not that long ago when i had to do uh, expense management for a company i just thought this is completely archaic why can this not be more modernized you know um so anyhow whatever bring it on
0: you agree ash
2: yeah, I like the uh, the way they explained it, how if it's already a pre-approved item, why does it need to go through approval, right? So that gets rid of workflow and gets rid of all the time that people spend on expense report. And then, of course, just focus on the ones that are anomalies or the strange expenses and put the attention in the right place. So I think that this is a great move by American Express Cards. I can imagine that with their business relationships with corporations worldwide and, of course, with Microsoft leading the way with this, because Microsoft is going to use it first with their own employees and, um, I guess, test that out but I think that this is a great partnership that probably will have a lot of implications downline as well as we see this evolve and they get the product perfect and of course there's a lot of competitors in the space so this is not an easy area to get into anymore but I think if there's two companies that probably have the ability to do it it's probably the two that are involved in this
0: yeah no I would I would echo that as well I mean you do say there's a, there's a lot of people you know in that space but it's it's still there's a lot of room for improvement so yeah I'm very curious to see what's going to come out of that so <laughs> you <laughs> My next story was a bit strange for me to see because I was actually in that market this week. I saw a story in South Africa related to Airlink and British Airways. I said in my post that this story has a story behind it. Um, There's a bit of background there. Lloyd, if you want to do a quick introduction about who you are and maybe just remind the audience what was the relationship with British Airways in South Africa prior to this announcement.
3: Yeah, I suppose with the demise of Kalula, it took away the the BA franchise in South Africa and it, it left a big big gap in our markets so I think it coming back with the partnership with airlink is good it's a trusted brand and I think it it connects Europe and southern Africa really really well again people want to deal with trusted brands so British Airways airlink a good trusted brand and I think we'll see those numbers pick up again for our inbound market into the country
0: and I just also wanted to ask you in your opinion do you think uh, obviously this is a significant step it's just a co-chair right it's not yet represented in the brand but do you think that's where it might go
3: I think it will go to a partnership agreement to gain a franchise agreement. I think it's missed. People became accustomed to seeing the livery of British Airways in our air. So I think, I think there is a bigger story to it that we'll just wait to see unfold, Leon.
0: Okay, great. Um, I have something else I want to ask you about uh, which relates to this. But before we do, Anne, Ash, did you have any questions or comments for Lloyd?
2: Yeah, I have a question. So this partnership was existing before, was it, or am I mistaking it for something else?
3: There was there was a franchise agreement between uh, Comair, which operated under the Kalula brand in South Africa, which was a low cost carrier. Comair had been in the Southern Africa market as an independent operator for close to 72 years, and then with the 737 Max that that got grounded, it impacted them impacted them quite considerably, and they tried to. To cancel their order, but Boeing wanted to claim two hundred and odd million dollars in penalty, and that subsequently closed the airline along with COVID, obviously. And I think BA have been looking for a partner in the Southern Africa space for quite a while. And Airlink, they're an ex-kind of partner of South African Airways, so I think it was a kind of next port of call for them to to partner with the, an airline like Airlink. Air so yeah, we we know the library in South Africa, we know the British Airways local product well. It's
0: always been quite odd to go there. You see full fledged British Airways flights with you know the planes etc flying domestically, but uh, that's that's how it used to operate. So it's been greatly missed, right, Lloyd, by the local trade to not have that brand there operating domestically.
3: Yeah, the d- the demise of Comair Kulula left our market with close to 4 million seats a year that we don't have in our market anymore. So you can you can appreciate the cost of aviation in South Africa just skyrocketed. I mean, you do a, a flight to Johannesburg to Cape Town over peak period, it's going to cost you about 9,000 Rand for a return flight. You can fly to London for that amount of money.
0: My next section is... Um... spot on in my first meanwhile story is this bizarre tagline of the even equally bizarre rebranding of trip actions to navan where the tagline is now business with pleasure so i have a feeling i think i know what i is <laughs> going to say about it on, well man.
2: it's not just me i'm sure everybody thought it i just the only one who said it maybe
0: i mean i was surprised Ash, i thought maybe you would like that headline that tagline but uh, you're also thinking it's not going to work
2: No, it seems a little inappropriate, actually. I wasn't really looking at that very fondly. There's a bunch of slogans like that that exist in the travel industry still, but, you know, it is 2023, and I'm wondering why nobody in the branding and the marketing department kind of looked at that and said, well, you know, should we really use this word pleasure in the business sense? And I'm surprised that they didn't see that red flag.
0: This is them thinking they can be a bit different and funny, but they, like sure didn't think it through, Right. Oh, this
1: is definitely not funny. And it's, oh, it's, well, it is for us. It's very funny, but it's, oh, talk about, it's bad yeah. branding. You imagine it's working terrible. there and
0: having that on your business card. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> does it, so. There's so many posts about the travel industry. Panicking about, well, I say panic, but they are, to be fair, some people saying it's it's exciting, but just about the impact of AI and chatbots on travel search. I see uh, there's some people just doing dedicated, massive posts about this. And my view on this is, you know, just calm down. It's a massive opportunity for us to make sure, you know, your content is in order for that to be consumed by something like that. That's kind of my view on it. And I don't know what your thoughts are on if you e- seeing an equal amount of posts about that.
1: Oh yes, yes, it's endless, isn't it? People go on and on and on about it, but you know, come on. I mean, this is again I, one of the three industries in the world who perform really badly um, digitally is the airline industry, one of the three worst in the world. So any help is very, very welcome, I would say. And um, and I, I saw that AirAsia they are now enhancing their um, chatbot with with AI. And they've actually been at it for four years. So that was that was an interesting article about Eurasia. So I just see opportunity. We need to, to change and, and for the better, and this can help.
3: I always have something to say about people that don't want to embrace technology. And I'm talking purely <laughs> from a South African market. The narrative has to change in our industry. No one wants to talk about the big white elephant in the room. We've lost a massive amount of skill. And futurists are saying that the human touch in 10 years... Is going to be gone in the travel space so let's start embracing ai and moving forward with it as long as we're still trying to protect our old narratives that people are the core of travel we're going to face these challenges i think it's important to embrace it we will always have a human touch but hell i'm about instant gratification and if chat can give me a response that i need in a couple of seconds versus waiting for an agent i'm talking about the south africa market i'll use ai with absolute pleasure My fear
2: with all of that, Lloyd, is that we're not really that good with adopting technology in this industry. We also tend to screw it up a lot in so many ways uh, before we actually see it play out. So... I can only imagine that with this, right, all the airlines start going in the direction of like Frontier. Hey, let's remove customer service. we got chat GBT. And meanwhile, the system is not answering the questions. It's not understanding anything. So I think that the bandwagon of getting on this, uh, you know, hey, we're going to convert everything to chat and, and to AI is, is a great idea. I think we're probably assuming a lot. And I think that there's going to be some huge issues that come out of this because... People are not going to do it the correct way and the right way. And the travel industry, as you know, right? I mean, it's it's not a uh, simple yes and no question. It's not a simple this is the question, this is the answer type feel. It's a lot more complicated and it has so many nuances that until the system gets to the level of where it should be as far as being able to communicate directly, I think that in the effort of cost cutting, people are going to move in the direction of assuming that it works really well and it won't.
1: But you know, Ash, we already have massive problems. We already have people having, you know, to to wait for two hours in, you know, in a queue for for a phone call. And when you finally get through, I mean, there is just not not you know anyone that can actually give you some sort of sane answer. Now I'm being very harsh here but I, I do have some personal experience and um, of this recently and and um, and like Jay Sorensen actually said on one of my posts recently he said don't get me started on on everything that just fails it just fails so terribly, so probably can do better than a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in the industry today.
0: I I, I will second that, and I also, Ash, I want to point out to you, you say we're bad at adopting technology, but isn't that because technology today has been so terrible? There's been some really bad solutions being thrown at us from airlines, and it's one of the reasons why um, the adoption has been so bad. I've seen some pretty impressive stuff here with uh, not just ChatGPT, but other AI chat solutions, and I think you're only going to be as good as the, the systems behind it, I understand, but i do think there's some great opportunity here for some very good improvement in user experience and to take up from what andrew said about uh, that comment um i've just gone th- you know i'm still on a trip and I'm, I'm noting down my experience of the suppliers and the way i interact with them and it's absolutely dreadful it's not even funny. At some point, it's just you just give up and walk away because there's clearly such a skills and people gap in in the service, you know, customer servicing or customer facing side of things for many suppliers. It is just a terrible situation. And there's many things that I would have been happily serviced to me by by a chatbot very easily. Basic stuff. I'm I'm quite optimistic. I hear you, Ash. I I know I know it's not going to be that straight. It's not it's not going to be a flick of the switch. You're going to have to be very good at how you implement this. Let's put it that
2: way, right? We can't even deliver a receipt properly these days, so...
1: I have a couple of things that, a couple of uh, stories that caught my eye. And uh, I don't actually know. I saw that Viva Colombia going into some sort of restructuring. I'm not sure, sure, but there was some simple flying. But um, that sort of caught me by surprise. I didn't realize that that, that was the sad case over in, in that part of the world.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to hand over to Ash, but I have, a, I, have a, I have a feeling I need to do something first before I hand over to Ash. So Ash, do you have any... Space...
2: So I was super excited when I saw this because I saw two of my favorite countries coming together on a expansion of civil space cooperation. So U.S. and Indian officials agreed this week to expand cooperation, which includes training of Indian astronauts here in the U.S., which is great, great news for India. And as far as the history of this is concerned, India has always relied on Russia for astronaut training because of the relationship between the two countries. But this was a move in the direction of the U.S. and Indian officials working together for the first First time to expand civil space cooperation. So I was super excited about this, and they'll be working together on some human space flight program very near future. That is a good story,
0: and you'll be pleased to know that my space story is not the same one. So, should I do mine now before ah, you go with
2: yours? Yes,
0: it's a brief yes, mention. Yes. It, ah. it relates. It relates to um, remember when the Virgin Atlantic launch failed the other day? Remember, it was not too long ago.
2: I it did turned, see that story.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> turns out that the suspected reason behind that was a simple filter that got dislodged, and co- really would have cost them a hundred dollars or less to to get it right. So, um, I suspect somebody there remember we talked about they had a few heads rolling and they were reversing management and so on and so on but as it turns out it was actually a bit of a maintenance part and that's it so they could have avoided that entire you know failure with just checking that part and making sure it's correct so that was my space news story
2: as they say it's in the details right the little things matter that's
0: correct the hundred dollar filter can you know railroad your entire multi-million dollar launch absolutely Cool. And then for me, I just really want to thank those in the audience again for joining us. Also to Lloyd, thank you so much. Um, That's it from my side.
1: Thank you, Lloyd, so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. in.
2: For the new folks on this call, uh, again, thank you for being here. And of course, all the regulars as well. We host this LinkedIn audio call every week on Monday, and it is all about linking the travel industry. We ask that you share this event with everybody that you know, and chances are high that if you enjoyed it, others will as well. And if you cannot make the show because of time zone availability for any reason, the session is always available as a podcast on Business Travel 360. You can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Business Travel 360 on your favorite podcast player. This is Linking the Travel Industry, signing off.